This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast where we talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido Fresno. And Maya Solano McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido Fresno. All right, here we are. Yeah. In the middle of our shelter in place order. Socially distancing. Yep. Except, well. Sort of. Yeah, we're all six feet yeah, from we're each dist- other. We're so, yeah. We're, we're keeping proper my eye. Yeah. yeah. Um, Not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we've, we've resigned ourselves to the fact that if one of us gets sick, we're all getting yeah, sick. Yeah, that's just how it's going to be. So. Um, but uh, still sheltering in place and dealing with all that uh, stuff, which we talked about last week. So. Yeah. We'll leave that there and talk about something else. Yes. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, Kokoro today and what Kokoro is and and kind of about um, the uh, thought process of, of how the mind works. Um, and this question kind of roughly came to us uh, from Jim Gallant, who uh, was asking a question. Someone else had asked on the, the YouTube page because we've been putting up lots of YouTube videos. So by the way, if you haven't checked those out, you can check out the YouTube videos and put it up. But Jim Gallant had asked a question, um, and I'll turn you over to my here. I'm trying to stall to give her time. Uh, it's in the Aikido Discussed. I know. But Facebook Messenger changed, oh. and so it doesn't let me see those anymore. But he had asked this question. Yeah, he had asked this question. <laughs> As a, a general... Right. Uh, yeah, and he was just asking, he said, because, you know, like, everyone's stuck at home now, um, so what can you do to train? And, and so he had kind of talked about more generally, like, he talked about uh, intent training and different ways to kind of uh-huh. work with that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought we'd talk a little bit about Kokoro today um, and what that is. Um, yeah. Okay, here, I got it. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so Jim, Jim Gallant said, uh, so in these times of isolation, are there things you can talk about in terms of the non-physical elements of conflict or confrontation? Do you discuss the psychology of Aikido and all the stuff that happens before the technique occurs? How do you read environment to assess my Do you talk about reading intent from a potential bad guy? What do you teach about observation of the area or the people in an area? Those are great questions. Yeah. Super good. Um, yeah, so today we're probably not going to hit them specifically, but um, just kind of talk about Kokoro and maybe if, if, if this works out well, we'll talk about a little more of this kind of stuff because there's a lot to talk about um, in this area, but you kind of have to have a foundation of, of where we're building that from. And it's hard when you talk about this stuff because generally the stuff is, is discussed by mystics, and so we have to use the mystical language to talk about that, and that gets inherently in the way of understanding what's going on, um, at least on a logical level, yeah. you know. Yeah, because you start talking about being able to read people's intent, um, and that's a thing that is real uh, and happens all of the time, but we don't really think about it, and we don't associate it necessarily as the thing that it is, so when you start talking about it in, in, in a martial arts context, then it becomes this crazy thing where yeah. like oh you can read his mind or yeah well, know, yeah same thing mind. with spirit yeah same yeah. kind of thing is we, we we throw that word out there and it sounds mystical but it's like the word spirit's normal you know and and mystical is not an insult at all it's just that these these things are difficult to talk about however you talk about them like it takes a conversation to understand even in very straightforward terminology what those things are so a lot of times it's easier for people to choose to go a metaphorical route with that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, if we talk a little bit about Kokoro, we'll, we'll kind of get why mystics are mystics, because I think there's a good reason as to why mystics talk that way. It's not just to obscure things or to seem fancy. Like, there's a good reason to be mystical about some things. And and some things I talk about much more mystically, like 
even me. Um, so so there, there are times when you should talk about things more mystically, you know. Well, so let's um, like re- let's just start and break it down. Like, so <clears throat> what what you're using this word? Like, what is it? What does it mean? Yeah. So uh, kokoro, and uh, I'm I'm just telling you my you know if you if you look up the hard definition, you're going to hear things that sound about like what I'm saying. Um, uh, but you know, I'm I'm not drawing from one source. I'm drawing from my own experience and, and my own connection to the word. But um, kokoro and another word for that kanji is shin. Um, it's the one that looks kind of like a Nike swoosh with uh, three <laughs> dots, uh, uh, one to the side and one two over the front of it. Huh. Um, if you see it, it's it's super common in uh, especially martial arts stuff like talking about shin or kokoro is common. You know, um, the name of our dojo is Chu Shin Tani, and that shin is kokoro. Um, it the kanji represents heart. Um, so sometimes people will use kokoro to mean love, but that's a bad use of kokoro in my opinion. But it, you know, it, I see why you might use it, but because it's your heart, you know, like saying like, yeah. I love something and mm-hmm. we draw a heart. And so it's like, oh, kokoro must mean, you know, heart, love or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and love is, is a way, I guess, a thing that could be described with kokoro, but it's not right. So what, what you're saying in that is, and, and I'm going to say this in a Western way, that's really easy. Um. In my opinion, you have two major divisions of the mind, and there's tons of subdivisions of these, but two major divisions of the mind are the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. Um, The conscious mind is those things that you are consciously aware of um, and working on and thinking about, Uh, and that's like, you know, um, the the general intellect and logic and things like this. And then there is the the unconscious mind, which sometimes people say is like um, emotion or feelings or... Um, that kind of something that's that's not exactly logical, you know. And when you say that, and a lot of people, like especially in the West, like some people are still saying stuff like, "Does the unconscious mind exist?" Which, in my opinion, is a, a bizarre question to ask. Um, but there are conflicts often between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. Um, and you can give examples of that. And like, you know, you fall in love with someone who is a bad person and you can logic out why they are a bad person. That does not mean you have stopped being in love with them. And you often make logically stupid decisions because you emotionally care for that person. Right. So we're having a problem in our kokoro here, the way our conscious mind and unconscious mind is balancing. You do something seemingly normal and you have a crazy reaction because it triggers something inside of you and you're like, why do I feel so strongly about something so normal? And your, your conscious mind's questioning, what's wrong with me? I don't know. I don't understand what's going on. But clearly you're having an emotion. It's right. that kind of, those two minds conflicting in That's that right, way. That's right, yeah. And, you know, whenever you see Kokoro, to me, you're, you're seeing someone discussing some relationship between the conscious and the unconscious mind. Like, that's hmm. that's what it means. And it could be they're both in tune together. It could be they're both uh, opposite ends. Um, could be one's dominating the other. Could be all kinds of things. But we're saying some kind of relationship is happening, conscious and unconscious. Okay. Heart and mind. Heart and mind, yeah. Like I mean, you want to say it in yeah, a yeah. Stupid, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, whatever does it for you. But, but just get, you know, it's like, so a lot of people... Well, some people will say things like, you know, there, there really is no unconscious mind. It's just the parts that your conscious mind hasn't gotten to yet. And, and that's not correct because your unconscious mind is very fast and very efficient um, and does most of the things 
that you do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And your conscious mind can analyze that stuff and, and find problems with it, but it can never do things as fast as your unconscious mind can do it. So there always has to be a relationship between these two systems, at least to be human, you know, like uh, Maya and I this morning actually were talking about snakes and like how their, their mind works, you know, and it's, it's probably much more on an unconscious level. Um, and maybe there isn't a conscious, I don't know. I don't know much about snake psychology, but, but basically like <laughs> there's this, uh, this unconscious part of you that just reacts really quick, yeah. you know, and that part can do amazing things. It can drive you home, you know, yeah, so like right, you get right, in your right, car, right. it can drive you right, somewhere right. and you're trained your mind, unconscious right. mind to well, just how many, do it. Right. How many times have you driven and I, you know, me and Chris talked about this before cause uh, <clears throat> that we used to live and there would be a commute that we would have to make. Um, and there would be times where. Um, you would just get to the the place and be like, somehow I drove, I don't remember it, you know, right? Or right. somehow I'm, you know, um, and that's because you're. It's mostly it's all your subconscious mind. Yes. Fact, or you'll um, you'll question after you left your house. Oh shit! Did I lock the door? Right, right, right. right. And, and then you go back and you're like, well, I, I guess I did, I but I do and not have remember no that. conscious memory of it yeah, you're because your unconscious yeah. mind handled it. Programmed to do it. I heard that uh, then when they're making uh, AI cars, you know, autoless cars, that they're having a lot of problems because there's a lot of things that happen when we're driving um, that we can't even uh, equate because we don't know what it is because it's the subconscious mind that's doing it. That's right? right. That's right. So there's so much that goes into it that we don't even know about because yeah. it's just. And this, that thing you're saying right now, is also why you can have people who are really good martial artists or good at fighting or whatever it is you want to say they're good at, you know, good ballet dancers, whatever. And they don't know why they're good at that because they just learned it unconsciously, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And this is also why we can forget things like, you know, I no longer can do this thing I used to be able to do because I only did it unconsciously for a while. And so then something happened to mess up my unconscious and I consciously can't work back through and find what the problem is, you know. Yeah, like don't they have trouble um, training robots to catch stuff? Like isn't that super, super difficult oh, I to teach? I no idea. I feel like I saw something that was like, you know, they're <clears> trying <throat> to train robots to, to catch a ball, you know, play catch with someone. <clears throat> and it's really, really hard because we make such, um, um, you know, minuscule adjustments as we do it. And it's so unconscious to us that we don't even realize like how much we rely on that so ability. So we don't know how to tell a robot how right. to do it. Right, right. Exactly. And the robot, you know, that that's all programming that we have to do. We'll try to tell someone you know? how to catch a ball. Yeah. Right. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, you know. You just train where, them. You just, where you, do you, you even begin? Right. Right. Yeah. And look at the ball. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> and an important thing to understand, and this is why people get really frustrated with this, yeah. even if you could perfectly explain to them intellectually how to catch a ball, gonna, right. they still right. can't do can't it necessarily. They do. Right. right. Like, you just have to develop a ability, like an instinct practice and just You have to develop to your it. unconscious right. mind. You yeah. always yeah. talk yeah. about this with uh, juggling, you know. So yeah. It's like. And juggling is a good example because you, you do have to know both. I mean, I guess you could just stumble around and eventually you would Very few people juggle. magically start juggling. You know, but, it's usually a conscious. Yeah, but, you're yeah. right. Yeah. But, uh, it, it, but if someone <clears throat> just tells you how, and, and I know this because I've tried, like I've heard people explain how to juggle um, and I've tried to juggle and it does not right, work, right. you know? So um, because the other part of my mind hasn't been able to, to kick in. It's like doing handstands. I mean, you know, you have to tell yourself, okay, I'm going to start practicing handstands because that's not something that you just 
walk into, you know, naturally figure out how to do it. So you've got to make the conscious choice to learn to do it. But I remember my little sister, oh God, that's why I never learned how to do handstands is because she would always like practice doing them and fall and you'd hear boom over and over (laughs) and over. But you just got to do it over and over till your body can figure out how to balance yourself just right. right. And that's the truth of anything you know how to do. Yeah. Um, Like I remember one time that I realized that I had a technique for buttoning my shirt. And I didn't know the technique for buttoning mm-hmm. my shirt. You know, consciously, I didn't know how yeah. I buttoned my shirt. Yeah. And, like, it was weird because the first time I wanted to see how I buttoned my shirt, I kept messing it up because my mon- mon- conscious mind kept trying to do it. And then it was like, but that's not how I button a shirt. Right, right. And then I just had to, like, relax and let myself do it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's how I button uh-huh. a shirt. Um yeah. And your life's full of things like this. I mean, you know, you've done so many of them, especially, you know, if you have a comfortable life now and you're not constantly teaching yourself new things, you've probably forgotten that you've yeah, had to right. do that for everything you know, you know, like there's always this process of learning something unconsciously. And our conscious mind is such, it's just this vast, um, you know, uh, computer full of programming that we don't even know is within us, That's you right. know? And so we, we downplay how important it is, that's but right. it's really it is most, the most of important us. Thing. Yeah. Most of us is unconscious. And that's, that's, I think an important thing to understand is that, you know, you're whatever, I mean, who knows what the math is. You're, you know, five, 10% conscious and then the rest unconscious. And so we feel like we're operating on a conscious level all the time, but we're not. And the reason for that is because the conscious mind of us is the part that thinks about that. And so because it's what thinks about that, it only knows itself. And so it goes, right, right, right. I'm only me, you know, I'm only, I'm, I'm all right. of this, right? right yeah. um, and the unconscious mind doesn't spend any time doing that. So, so it takes a lot of effort to like start thinking about it and realizing that like there's a conscious you that's small, that's recognizing all the vast stuff you do unconsciously. And that small part is awesome because it enables us to fix mistakes in the unconscious mind that the unconscious mind can't do by itself. Right. Like, it, because it's got, like, these really quick responses, it doesn't have, like, a lot of gradients. Like, I was talking to Maya about this this morning. Like, I was thinking, you know, like, the deep unconscious mind is, like, you know, binary. You know, it's just, like, yes or no, on or off. Like, just, you know, like, dislike, right. you know, hunting, Fight, not flight. hunting. Yeah, exactly right. right. Yeah. Friend, foe, right? Yeah. Um, and then maybe up from that is a part of the unconscious mind that's, like, more like multiple choice. Like, ah, there's six options, right? And I was talking about my, my keys. So, um the keys for the house and the keys for the dojo i often confuse them they look yeah well they they look similar ish right. they're very different i mean they're still you know i can look at them consciously and go yes those are two totally different keys but the meaning of them to me is similar uh-huh. like yeah. being in the dojo is a big important deep part of my life being at home is a big important deep part of my life so often i will grab the wrong key for the wrong uh-huh. place uh-huh. and i have to stop and consciously go oh no that is this key right. you know mm-hmm. um and and i think it's because you know i've only got like six placeholders for keys like, like vehicle, foreign key, right. uh, house key. You know what I mean? Foreign key. Foreign so, yeah. 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 And so, I'll and like, you know, one of those. yeah, maybe a work key. But see, like to me, the dojo is not work. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like me, it's, yeah, you know? It's, yeah. And so it's like the places that I go, the, that I go are on one of two yeah. Right. But I never confuse my uh, house key with my car key, right. for example. For like sure. Those right. are clear divisions in my head. But somewhere in, in my kind of deep unconscious, there's like this multiple choice thing, you know? And then as you go up from that, you get more and more gradients, more and more. And so like, you know, my conscious mind can write essays, you know? It can really yeah. like yeah. think about how stuff works and, and go at it in different ways. And, and we need that whole thing because your conscious mind's too fucking slow to deal with most shit in daily life, you know? Like, you're, you're just yeah. taking you forever. And, like, being in a martial situation, like, dealing with conflict, no way you're no. handling that purely consciously. You, right, no. Mostly. Right. Completely yeah. unconsciously. Yes, yes. Especially when you're going fast, it is going to be completely right. unconscious. Yeah, and, like... And they always talk about that in martial arts, too. You yes, it's a big part of martial arts. Yes. You know, and that's why we also have all these forums and shit 
even though, uh, you know, we can argue whether or not forums are a good way to, to play this all out. But one of the things about forums is you do it a, bit, a zillion times until it gets locked into It is a your, method of untraining the unconscious uh, mind. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're exactly right. So um, when we start talking about kokoro, there's a lot of different kinds of kokoros and, and, and relationships in this. And uh, I want to introduce another word here that is really common in Aikido. And, and again, I'm going to give my own uh, understanding of this. And, and that's the word kokyu. Uh, kokyu, like kokyu nage, um, having kokyu, uh, kokyu te, like kokyu. Um, and kokyu in Japanese literally means breath. And I personally feel like the best, you know, because that's a word that gets thrown around in Aikido all the time. Oh, yeah. And what the hell does it mean, you know? Because, <laughs> I mean, true. I, I remember forever being like, oh, why is this a breathing throw? Right. What, right. Why is it breath breathing? Throw. Like, aren't I breathing breath through throw. all the techniques? Right. Like, like, right. What the hell does that am, mean? Am right, I the big right, bad right. wolf who's going to blow the piggy's house down with the breath throw? You know what I mean? Like, like Yeah, what is that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, it's really, it, it was a confusing thing. And for a long time, I was like, why do we use this word all the time? I don't even know what it means. And and the more I thought about it, the more I dealt with it, the more I started to realize that, like, kokyu is used to mean a calm and natural state of ready. And and like in English, we do the exact same thing when we say, take a breath. Yeah, take a you breath, know? man. Yeah. yeah. Someone's flipping yeah. out and you say, stop and breathe, man. Take a T- breath. Take a yeah. breath. Take a breath. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And, do and some deep breathing. That's exactly right. right. And, and what that's saying is like, mm-hmm. if you can stop and consciously get a hold of your breathing, then you're consciously in charge of the situation again, right? So right. you are present and you are ready, you know? Um, and so I think kokyu means a natural state of calm readiness, you know? Um, and so in Aikido, kokyu is really important. It's in, in the four-step progression, right, which is kokyu, masubi, awase, zanshin. The kokyu is what enables us to do the other steps. If we don't have kokyu, we can't do anything because we're flipped out, you know? Right. Like we're not able to do things. So kokyu is the first thing, and kokyu is a kind of kokoro. It's a special kind of kokoro where we are going to be calm and ready. And how do we achieve that calm and ready? And I think there's lots of ways to do that. And, and we can talk about other kinds of kokoro in order to, to reflect back to these, right? So so um, a common kind of kokoro talked about in martial arts practice is fudo shin. Um, fudo means immovable. Um, and shin is uh, kokoro. It uh, means like your heart, your mind, unconscious mind, conscious mind. And so fudo shin, when, when you hear people talking about fudo shin, like have fudo shin, that basically means like... Um, discipline, resolve, willpower, you know, like I'm going to force myself through this thing um, with my myself, you know, my essence, my willpower, whatever that is. Um, and uh, there's two ways I think you can look at Fudoshin. And one is the conscious mind controls the unconscious mind. And the other is the unconscious mind controls the conscious mind. And, huh. and the problem with that is that like, one half of me can't just be okay, you know, like uh, I'm freaked out and I don't know why I'm freaked out, right? So like, you know, we all have this where you have anxiety, but you don't know intellectually what right, the anxiety right, is. Right. Yeah. That is your food, your unconscious mind's freaking out. And so your conscious mind's going, why am I freaking out? And we also have the other side, which is like intellectual, like, I don't know what I should do. I don't know what I should do. I don't know what I should do. And that's, you know, consciously I'm, I'm flipping out. And so we can use the other side to correct that problem, right? So for example, I'm anxious and I don't know why. That means my unconscious mind has a problem. I can consciously go through what might be bothering me mm-hmm. and then I can suss it out, you know, like, oh, I have a test tomorrow and I had forgotten that I have a test tomorrow and my unconscious mind knows that I have a test tomorrow and I'm flipping out. And so like yeah. I need to prepare myself for it. And then usually <laughs> once you start to recognize that, the the other side can control. That happens a lot when you're like, I'm missing something. What am I missing? Right. What yes, did I forget? This is common. 
I'm leaving for a trip and I can't remember. I feel that that anxiety. Why am I why am I stressing out? And then you go, oh, I forgot my water bottle. That's right. Or, oh, That's you know right. that happens to me all the time. Yeah. Um, and so there's an example of Fudoshin where you're using your conscious mind to get your con- your unconscious mind in check. You can also go the other way where um, my unconscious mind is flipping out or my conscious mind is flipping out doing stuff and I can use breathing and meditation and relaxation exercises to control that other side, right? To like mm-hmm. get on top of it and like, you know, so I used to do this all the time with um, uh, skateboarding. Uh, I had a problem ollieing up a curb for a while. Like I could ollie beautifully, um, but I couldn't ollie up a curb because something about the curb made me anxious or something, you know? And mm-hmm. so I just forced myself to accept going up it, you know? So like mm-hmm. on an unconscious level, I just said, just accept it because I intellectually played myself out on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I just said, no, you gotta, you gotta force yourself to go up it. So, so you can use your conscious we mind. We see this a lot in, a, in Aikido, in training. I feel like this is, you see a lot where, um, you know, weapons training, especially, you know, you're next to the guy, he's going to make a move. You have to be calm and, you right. know, your, uh, your conscious mind's flipping out. Oh, he's going to hit it. When's he going to hit it? He's going to, uh, uh, and then your unconscious mind has to take over yeah. that, kill it. So and you just can just be respond. there and be, be still. That's right. And we're talking about some ability to drive yourself through something, you know, and so. And the flip side of that actually is true <clears throat> now that I'm thinking about it too, because sometimes this thing happens where. Um, you're calm, but your body's still yes. shaking. Yes. Right? You, yeah, get shaky, totally. you get shaky feet, right? Yes. Which is the flip side of yes. that, which is intellectually, you know, eh, I'm just calm. He's going to do this whenever. But your subconscious mind is going, you need to move now. You, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you've got you've to use the other right. piece of you right, to right, force right. the other one to do it, you know? And, and like a good example of this, I mean, just to kind of get the idea is like, you know, I don't want to eat cookies because intellectually I know I'm getting fat. And then your unconscious mind says, yeah, but I love yeah, cookies. Cookies are good. And so your unconscious conscious mind or your conscious mind says but we're not eating them we're going on a diet you know and you force yourself to do it you know mm-hmm. and that's fudoshin you're just driving yourself through something like a will willpower i guess willpower yeah yep. Yep. Willpower. yeah what comes to mind when you talk about fudoshin is like that stereotypical idea of like a hardcore military person uh-huh. you know like somebody that like no matter how scared they are on the inside or anxious or whatever they're able to drive themselves through something anyway and and experience hard things and and doesn't phase them because they've got complete like willpower control over however they're feeling like you could tell there's like definitely something going on inside or you know but they're doing it anyway you know if you talk to some really hardcore military guys they'll they'll say things like you just turn that piece of you off you know so like they're saying it's like you know if unconsciously you're having a problem with it you just turn that piece off you know and like (laughs) and that sounds hard to do if you haven't practiced it a lot but you know if you've been in a lot of tight situations you're like nope i'm just shutting that piece up right now i can't use that right now yep it's no good to me getting in the way yeah Yeah, and that's foolish just driving yourself through something you know i'm not going to quit i'm going to drive through and and for you know military and martial practices having fudoshin is indispensable you have to have fudoshin you know like yeah there will be times that things are hard and you just have to drive through it you know and, and practicing fudoshin you know uh jim back to jim's question you know kind of like how can we do it or not? i mean like go for a run exercise anything that pushes you to to start hating it and then you're going to do it anyways that will develop fudoshin you yeah know? anything that makes you uncomfortable yeah. those thousand rolls or you know thousands of booty or whatever right or, or like, like a social situation yeah. even you know something that makes you real uncomfortable and like 
um, you know, unconsciously you're just like having this low level anxiety about in- interacting with someone that you don't usually interact right. with or in a way that you don't usually interact with them, but consciously going, no, you're going to do this because you're going to be okay, you know, and or, walking yourself through it anyway. Or the way the world is uh-huh. at this exact moment right. is, uh, you know, you do want to just go have some <laughs> right, social right, interaction. Right. Like, no, I need to stay home and right. I'm keeping myself home right Practice now. Practice Fudushin. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Fudushin, Fudushin is another way to achieve kokyu, you know, like so to, to make everything okay so you can be calm and ready. Fudushin is a way you can force yourself into doing that. Um, then there's another way, which is mushin, which is kind of almost the exact opposite. Um, and in Japanese, mu means like the void, like without, to, to, to have the essence of nothing. And uh, shin is uh, kokoro, um, like, you know, your, your conscious mind, unconscious mind. And so what's being pointed at with this, and, and you know, we translate this all the time, it's like no mind. Um, and, and, and that's empty mind. The empty mind, yeah. These are confusing things to people who have never dealt with this before. Um, but what it's basically saying is you're allowing the piece of you that wants to do something or that can do something to do it. And the other part is just riding along. It's not trying to control. And so generally, probably 90% of the time what's happening is your unconscious mind is doing its thing and your conscious mind is just observing and not really cataloging, not really working and definitely not inputting. Right. And sometimes there's commentary, but it's weird. Like the commentary is a disconnected commentary. You know, it's uh like, it's like, you know, I, People usually say this. I felt this a lot where I will be watching myself do stuff and I'm like, look at me do that. But but it's never like a, I'm happy because I'm doing that or I'm right. sad uh, or, no, oh, like, I fucked up. No neutral attachments. No attachments. Yeah, no attachments. Yeah, it's neutral. Yeah, neutral. there's no attachments to it. And, yeah. and that's what that's what uh, uh, fush, uh, fush, uh, mushin is. And, you know, n- now in Western culture, we'd have to say things like um, the zone. Right, oh, right, did right. you get in the zone the and that's zone, how you could do right, that, right, you know? Right, right. Um, or flow state. These right, are these right, are, right, right, these right. are what, you know, we talk about now. Um, but, but it's basically saying that the unconscious mind is not having any input from the conscious mind. And so it can just do its fucking thing, you know? And that can be hard for us if you don't have some kind of oh, flow man. state practice. Yeah. Be real hard to just let yourself do it, man. Yeah. You can see that a lot. Like, I see that a lot when we're when we're throwing shuriken, throwing night, like, whatever. Um it's 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 ridiculous you know because in order to do those you you the, it has to be completely you can't have any mind like conscious mind interruption you know um and uh it's hard to get there yeah yeah know? um and that that's definitely a practice unto itself and it, it's the opposite of Fudoshin where you're not you know in the wrong situations if you try to use Fudoshin to do what mushin should do you'll mess it all up because Fudoshin is forcing one side, forcing the other side to to pay attention. Mushin is the allowance of the other side to do its thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And also, you know, on the side of the um, unconscious mind, it doesn't get attached to the conscious mind's bullshit, which sometimes it has a tendency to do. I realized this consciously, so now I'm mad about it unconsciously, you know? So, like, they've got to let go of each other. They've got to just kind of, like, let them do. And that's what I said by, I mean, like, there's almost like a... um, uh, like a, 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 a lack of attachment to myself because I will be watching myself do things, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why it's making me think of when the cat like gets into that like woolly-eyed um, or when the when dogs do that where they run around circles in the backyard and they're just like zooming around. Yeah. Like like that's kind of like a weirdly like like cat or dog flow state where they're just like, I'm just doing what I'm doing. There's no, you know, no questioning about what, I, you know, you could even probably wave at them and they're just like, I'm just doing my thing. Like, yeah. you know. Uh, like, yeah, if you look at animals, you know, like uh, when when they're ever um, like chasing other animals right. or something, that's exactly They're the just state like they're in, in that yeah. state. Yeah. 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 And I think honestly, the less um, 
the less development you have in the right. conscious mind, the easier it is probably getting that state. Totally. Which is, right. which is why yeah. a lot of simpler animals probably don't have much conscious mind because it's just easier. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's mushin. Um, and, and you can have mushin. You can use mushin to create uh, kokyu anytime you want because mushin's probably the real heart of kokyu, which is like, um, I'm just letting it be. I'm just letting everything be. It's funny too because the, the mental image that that brings up is kind of feels like the polar opposite of the like hardcore military man, yes. which is the like – you know, uh, relaxed, Hippie hippie-ish surfer. surfer. Yeah, that's a surfer is a perfect example. Someone that's just like, yeah, whatever, let's go go with it. You know, no problem, no worries. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, like, there's no difficulty or argument to be detected. That's you right, know? yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's Mushin. Um, and then we also have um, uh, Zanshin. And Zanshin means um, the remaining mind, the mind that, that's after. Um, and so um, the idea of Zanshin is to realize that when the moment's over, when the, the essence is over and the activity's over, that there is still a lingering something. There is still something there. And uh, I think a good way to translate that in English, it's a little, little hard to get at if you, if you just work with the Japanese. But like um, in English, if we say mindfulness, I think mm-hmm. mindfulness has that. Because mindfulness is saying that it's not like I mentally worked on something and then let it go. I am continuously being mindful in the moment, right? So there's always the new thing, the new thing, the new thing. And in martial arts practices, I didn't really discover this until I started doing a lot of saber fencing. But like especially after you've made an attack, you have to be present in the right. moment after right. yeah. because it's just so easy to get an afterblow, you know? Right. And uh, it's not necessarily like attachment to the thing that already happened. It's no, more just like an awareness of continuing it. Continuing connection. Yeah. 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 And um, it's, you know, like you could make arguments as to whether Mushin is a kind of um, Zanshin or not, but uh, it's not really. Um, Zanshin is a like more analytical thing you know it's there's more there's more like actual activity going in like with the conscious mind trying to suss out what's going on mm-hmm. um and it's writing along in a similar way it's it's very different than Furushin. it's writing along in a similar way to mushin but it's still being analytical and that analyticalness is is, a, is allowing a connection between the two right like right, right. they're talking quickly between the two you know it's like mm-hmm. really good back and forth communication you know i try to have a lot of zanshin because i really i feel like my conscious mind and my unconscious mind are pretty good friends um, because they, they like each other. And so if I can use that mindfulness, they like they enjoy talking back mm-hmm. and forth, you know. And when I have Mushin, I'm shutting them up. They, they just both can do their things, but they're not attached to each other. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's uh, that's Zanshin, which is mindfulness or, or follow-through is a way to say it. Um, a lot of ways to say it in English. But I like mindful. I think mindfulness is a good that, – that idea of like uh, understanding and being – of the moment and realizing that 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 it's all that's always right the thing, right, right? You right. Know, that it's like, always now the moment the moment like right and yeah. it just continues on so, yes 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 like, yeah and so yeah that being like present i guess is yeah another, being like, present yeah in, absolutely yeah. and so that of course is again at the heart of kokyu kokyu is you know uh zanshin zanshin is kokyu right. you know it's the same thing where i am here right now you know um and so zanshin is probably the cleanest way to make kokyu um, it's, it's arguable. I mean, they all work. Um, and then Shoshin and Shoshin's one, we, we don't talk about too much in martial arts. Uh, it depends. Um, but Shoshin means the beginning mind, the, 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 it's like the, the childlike mind of excitement, you know, and that's like, everything's new and everything's fresh. And it's like, you know, a kid, it's not. Uh, difficult for a kid to be really involved in something because it's just new and thrilling and exciting and the world's always that way but we forget that the world's always that way 
Mm. Um, and so to allow ourselves to be excited about something you've seen a million times, you're like, yeah, but I've never seen that before just this way. Right. You know, like the yeah. light's new, the feeling's new, this moment's new, you know? Right. And it seems to like it's that sense of like excitement about this new thing, but also um, like a lack of attachment to any old ideas that you have about that thing. Right. Because realistically, there are not, it's not always really new, but it, to allow it to be new to you anew. A yeah. <laughs> because you're um, not letting your old ideas or your old um, patterns affect your ability to, to look at the thing as it is currently. It was funny when you started saying that, I actually thought you were going to go the opposite direction, which <laughs> is also true, which is everything it always is, is new. Right. It's always new. Right. It's yeah. never Every, a repeat. Right, right, right. yeah. Yeah, um, but allowing yourself to really see the newness in all things yeah. and not drag along your old ideas about something just based on the past or, you right. know what I mean? Like right. not allowing it to be fresh. This is something that uh, Yoshiba, like there's a famous uh, like lecture he gave that he showed Ikkyo a million times. And one of the students is like, when are you going to show us another technique? And he's like, I've shown you 500 different techniques or something, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I, I just did 50 different techniques. And the guy's like, no, you just did Ikkyo. And he's like, no, I did different techniques. Are you so stupid? You can't understand what I just showed you. And it's like, that's Shoshin, which is like, everything's new all the time. And so always appreciate the newness of it, you know, and like, don't yeah. get stuck in forms and don't get stuck in your old ideas of what the world is and you can see again how that's kokyu also because mm -hmm. it's appreciating the right now for what it is and allowing yourself to be excited and energized by that new thing you know mm -hmm. um there's four of them for you but there's more those are the four that i've spent a lot of time thinking about and so um i can quickly talk about them mm -hmm. um but there's lots of different ways you can you can use this but but it's understanding the connection between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind and i think starting if you want to start down a path to study what are the non-physical principles of Aikido, which is definitely something you should be studying because Aikido is about non-physical stuff if we can get it to be, you know, like that's ideal. The system breaks down into physical stuff, but I would like it to all be non-physical if possible. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to start to say this, I think Kokyu is one, or sorry, Kokoro is one of the very first things you have to start to understand. So all of the different kinds of Kokoro, like you're wanting to develop those different kinds within yourself so that you can utilize them in the moment as you need them That's right. without even having to think about it, yeah. you know? Because um, I was just thinking like, well, you, you would want to choose the, the one for the situation, but truthfully, hopefully there's no conscious choosing that needs to be done and rather you just slide right into, you know, Mushin if you need it and slide into, you know, Shoshin when you need it without even having to, to go there. But that takes practice. Well, and the... I think the truth is you probably exist in those states always. Right. Yes, the key absolutely. would be right. existing absolutely. in those states at all times right. and flowing through right. them. Right. And, like, and I think that's the heart of it is when everything's going right, you are. You're right. But when things are go wrong, you need to correct right. the, the yeah. state of mind you're in. And so that's when you need Fudoshin because mm -hmm. now I'm going to force myself to do this right thing. Right. And that's when you need your unconscious mind and conscious mind to start talking to each other and, and figure to things be friends. out. Right. Yep. To be friends. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think what Josh said is really right is we we're always doing all that stuff all the time. It's just um, yes. using your conscious mind to tap in and go, oh, I am already doing these things. Oh, here's when it doesn't work. How can I? That's right. How can I work on that to make it totally seamless? Yeah. Or help it along to be that way. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, I, I think, and, and that, like that stuff gets in the way all the time with Aikido training. And, you know, one of the biggest things is like thinking if you intellectually understand Aikido, then you can do Aikido. And that's totally not true. And, and also thinking that if you unconsciously can do Aikido, then you can do Aikido. And, and you can't also with just that, because the reason is if the context that you're using it in gets changed around, you won't be able to recognize right, that right, consciously right. and make the adjustments that you should make, you know? So that's, yeah, that's the, the swinging back to the forms training um that's the problem with yes. it it's like you can train your unconscious mind to do the motions but without your conscious mind telling you uh informing you when they're that needed, time's arisen yes uh you're not going to be able to do what you need to to do that's right that's yeah. exactly right and you should allow yourself to in all different forms of physical conflict listen to your unconscious mind um I was reading uh, Stephen King's Misery, and uh, there's a part in the book where the the author, the, the writer within the book, is trying to trying to come up with a new idea for this book, and um, he describes it like um, within his brain there's uh, like a workshop of all of little tiny hymns working on ideas, and it's it's I I read it as it's his unconscious mind, and he kind of gives them a problem and then starts thinking about other stuff. Doesn't even think about it and just lets his himself kind of ruminate without actually consciously thinking about the problem. And then what happens is at some point, this little workshop of mini hymns sends up a flare to his conscious mind and says, hey, we've got an idea. And then out of nowhere, the idea comes. But it's not out of nowhere. It's out of his unconscious mind. Um, and I thought about that a lot as like a really good way to describe that relationship between those two minds. Um, and you have that happen all the time in real life where like you keep noticing a little problem and it's bugging you and you go, why is that? What's wrong? I don't know. And then suddenly it'll, it'll hit you and you go, oh, this is the problem. Okay. I need to work on a conscious way to fix it. I had a situation where, um, I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before, but, um, I had lived in an apartment and my roommate and I were gone and we came back and I just felt kind of wrong. You, you have to. I know. have. I just love it so much. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we, I like was bumping into stuff and like confused as to why things were wrong. And I asked my roommate, hey, did you move any of the furniture? And she was like, no. And I was feeling very weird about it. And then I realized that everything, yes, had been moved like an inch one direction or another. And and there was this, this moment where it, like it came into my conscious mind that one, something was wrong. And then I, I, my conscious mind had to work on why that was. And so right. then I, I, my conscious mind was able to investigate, look at things, right. go, what right. was going on? And then I found out everything had been moved and then realized that it was some electrician had come in without us knowing. Um, but it's like that relationship between something weird's happening and you're not quite realizing it. And then bam, it's a problem. And then it allows your conscious mind to work on that problem. Yeah. And I think and that's it, the best it flips relationship. Too, you know, where it's yeah. like, uh, a lot of times you're having trouble with the technique to take some time off with it. Um, you come back and you can suddenly do it. Yes, that's yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Man. Right. Um, and how did that happen? Yep. And that happens for me all the time where it's like uh, I, I, I will be like uh, unconsciously processing something and I don't even know what I'm unconsciously right. processing. But I'll be like a little bit moody and a little bit off and not quite with it. And then all of a sudden I'll have all these great ideas and it's like, oh, I guess I was unconsciously processing all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that the unconscious processing is a is a crazy thing that I think people don't know is happening. Yeah. You know, um, we like to think that we're solving problems. Only uh, consciously. Only, like, we're solving problems. Like right. Like, me. Uh, when it's like, no, a lot, like, that's all happening all the time. Just, you know, 
uh, and it's the reason why, and Chris likes to share this a lot, but you know, you get information when you're training. For instance, mm-hmm. keep your hands in front of your body. Or right. Uh, and you can hear that four, five hundred times. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't mean anything. And then suddenly you do it and it's like, oh, we keep our hands in front of our center. Right. It means right? everything. Yeah. Um, that's that's what we're talking about here, you know. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So so that's kokoro, and uh, understand that you have a conscious mind, you have an unconscious mind. Um, you're more unconscious than conscious, but there's a relationship going on between the two, and you want that relationship to be as seamless and po- as possible. And the way you get that is you allow them to communicate a lot. You allow yeah. them to like experience each other, and 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 ideally not in a, a combative way that much right yeah. you know don't yeah. let them fight don't let them fight when you when you're saying stuff like i hate myself or i can't stand me or that is a problem like that's a cultural yeah. problem right and so it's like you have to figure out how to make them be happy with each other again i think that happens a lot when um people don't have much education about their own feelings mm-hmm. um because you'll have all these everyone has these complex mixtures of feelings but if you don't have words or you don't have an ability to look at your feelings and go why am i feeling this way what even is that like and piece that apart then like it it doesn't foster a good relationship between your conscious and your unconscious mind and so then when you do have these feelings you well into adulthood people don't know how to like create an outlet for them they don't know how to express themselves like there's all these problems and so like fostering a relationship between your own feelings and you know your conscious mind allows you to be able to um, figure out what, you know, solve those problems so that you can figure out how to make yourself feel better, but also identify what's going on and all that stuff. And yeah. so I'd like being able to to point something out and go, that is a little bit of sadness mixed with embarrassment or, you know, whatever it is and being right, able right. to say what that is yeah. and then go, here's why I'm probably feeling like this. And, and what can I do about it? You right. know, and that like allows you to trust yourself and, and, and then let it go, you know, or figure out a way to do that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, meditative practices or ways to do this, yeah. um, any kind of introspection, you know, like just like Maya was saying right now, you know, something happens. Why do I feel this way? What are the menagerie of things I'm feeling? Yeah. Um, put words to it. Right. Exactly. Making yourself go through things that right. are difficult. Yeah. And, yeah. and Cold showers. Yep. Yep. Exactly runs, right. Exactly right. Um, fasting. Yep. Any of this and stuff. Fasting's and, huge. Like oh, yeah. just allowing yourself to like, cause you, your body's like, I'm hungry. I'm going to die. And you're, it's yelling at you for hours or however long you do it. And then getting through it and going, see, everything was okay. Yeah. I ate. You didn't you, die. I didn't die, you, you know? Yeah. And I've heard people describe it before, like it's it's a muscle and it is, you know, like the more you do that, the more you engage in it, the stronger it is and you will be yeah. more okay to do it. You, you know? trust and, yourself. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so, so that's Kokoro. And uh, if people want to hear more about this kind of stuff, we could talk about other little variations on the subject. And Jim had asked about intent. I thought we did one about intent not too long ago, but I would be willing to go into intent. For sure. Intent's super yeah. important. It's something, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I think especially right now at this time where we're all in a, well, a lot of us are in a unique situation where we're spending more time alone or just, you know, spending a lot of time right. at home. So we have time. There's time. And, and opportunity to really work on some things that right. are uh, strictly physical. Right. 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 And and I mean, especially like emotional stuff, like that is the root. Like if you can work with your own emotions, like that will affect your relationships. That will affect the kinds of situations you get yourself into. And that directly is self-defense. Having a good relationship with yourself allows you to tr- treat everyone else better and not get into bad situations in the first place. Right. So, so working working on that like will give you huge returns, you know. As yeah. uncomfortable as it may be. 
All right, so uh, thanks to um, both Joshua Carey, um, who hit us up on YouTube, and yeah. Jim Gallant, who hit us up on uh, uh, Facebook. Um, and I would say uh, for people who have not yet, uh, they should check out our YouTube page. It's Chushintani. Chushintani. Aikido. Uh, uh, you can look at Aikido Fresno both will. Yeah, on, Facebook, on uh, YouTube, and a uh, lot of cool content going up right now. Chris is posting um, so many videos, and, and they're great. Um, good stuff, and a lot of, and I've actually seen uh, a lot of listeners sort yeah, of commenting yeah, it's been there. Great. Um, in in fact, someone was like, they said something like, "My favorite podcast." Oh yeah, and now on. Oh man, what it was. Yeah, it was awesome. my favorite weapon because it was about Joe. And oh, he said, that's yeah, right. my favorite yeah, yeah, podcast yeah. meets my favorite weapon. You know, and he says it was like Christmas or something. Uh, like that. Awesome, it was great. So yeah, yeah no, that was really awesome. Uh, so thank you for those people who are listening and watching. Um, so I would check that out. But um, let's go ahead and thank our patrons. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much again to our patrons who make it possible for us to continue doing this podcast without any worries about the monetary side of it, which is, you know, there's definitely those um, hidden costs that come up now and again in terms of equipment and keeping everything online. Um, so thank you so much to Barrett Lippy, Ben Bear Wrestler Aldrich, Brian Crowley, Book Brooke Veragamo, uh, Christopher Aceto, Constantinos Andrew, Dave Dewberry, Floor Hanowick, Francis Cordon, Franz Martinson, Grant Templin, Hillary Jones, Jim Gallant, Jim Sullivan, Lenny Acuna, Lisa Klein, Marcin Chiss, Matt Mumford, Matt Riley, Michael Heed, Okan Ayrton, Randy Stewart, Rob Kitson, Sam Sulian, Scott Byrne, Sension Center, Sharon Okada, The Hatchet Man. I the love it. The Hatchet Man's our That's new one. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I like uh, that. Thomas Polino, Tommy Siv, and Yuli Simgu. Thank you guys so Thank much. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, and uh tip of the week um pick something within if you are currently quarantined or sheltering in place uh, within those uh, guidelines pick something that um, helps you to work on one of the uh, kinds of kokoro or multiple kinds you know i mean for uh if you want to work on shoshin you know i I saw this in a tea ceremony once and i thought it was really smart the person just started staring at the teacup now look that seemed weird to me at first. I was like, what the fuck are they doing? And I was like, oh, they're doing Shoshin, which is like they're trying to appreciate that cup as a new thing. And so they were just huh. staring at it, like all the cracks, all the paint chips. And it's like if you stop and just look at something. And something for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Even something you, you deal with all the uh, day, day, you'll be like, right, right, oh, right, right. that's so awesome. you know. And, and getting that excitement, huh. that feeling, that's Shoshin. Mm-hmm. You know? Explore it. Yeah. Right. Enjoy it. Take up something that you care about. Because, uh, you know, we all have stuff that we have all the time, you know, everyday carry. The yeah. People, like they have all their stuff. <laughs> no, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, and you, they have all these pictures, right? right? And this is stuff you have on you all the time. Pull that shit out. Look at it. Right. Like, and right. really, you know, because how long, I mean, how many times have you really spent, like, actually looking at something, even if you use it all the time? That's right. great. Or if you said to yourself uh, time and time again, oh, I need to work on, like, I need to go on a diet or right, I, right. I need to do more push-ups or I need to do this or that. I need to clean that drawer that I'm avoiding. Like, you know, now's that time. You probably time. got time. You yeah. got time. <laughs> and like, now's the time to make yourself better at making yourself do stuff. And so that, you know, Fudoshin yeah. is amazing practice for that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I would say if you have not and you can, please leave us a review because uh, those go a long way. Yes. Subscribe uh, if you can, both to this podcast and also to the YouTube channel. There's some really cool stuff there happening. Is. There is. You'll like it. Um, and Hopefully, we're going to have some online courses up soon. So uh, I'm going to have uh, Heinz approach to Aikido. 
Um, it's going to be an online course. We have a Moodle page now, um, so you'll be able to go through and take quizzes and all kinds of stuff. There you go. Um, just like a real academic approach. And that's going to be free to all you guys, um, so you can check it out. And then we'll also have other courses coming up. We're going to have some Joe courses and bookend courses and different stuff. Awesome. All right. All right. Until next week. We'll Until talk next, next week. week. Everybody stay safe and healthy. All right. Bye.